the Scythe Morris. And this is this weekend car audio. Tune in, tune in, tune in, tune in. This weekend car audio, audio. Tune in, tune in, tune in. What we talking about, bass? Talking about chips, talking about rings. You ain't got them, zip your lip. You got a problem you haven't found, check your grounds. It's show about to start. Start. Tune in, tune in, tune in, tune in, tune in. Tune in, tune in, tune in, tune in, tune in, tune in. This weekend car audio, audio. Yeah, yeah. Tune in, tune in, this weekend car audio. Welcome to This Week in Car Audio with your host, the judge, Doug Stockton, co hosted by internet sensation, movie star, <laughs> all around good guy, Jeffrey hey. Fernandez. What's going on, Jeff? Uh, nothing much. Nothing much. How you doing, Doug? Uh, just fine. We had a show this weekend. You did too. Let's hear about your show real quick yeah. while I'm finishing sharing with everybody here. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it was another fun one. We had a crossfire car audio. Uh, we had some, uh, really good action in the, uh, uh, top dog, uh, competition. Uh, we only had the two competitors, but man, they were going at it. It was back and forth. You know, it's, you know, it's a double elimination. So one right. would win one, the other one would win one. It's just back and forth. And, and the last round, uh, Julius Mac Johnson ended up winning, but by virtue of points, uh, the other competitor, Lewis, uh, TVC ended up winning, but, uh, it was all the way down the wire and, uh, it was, uh, some fun action to be had at top dog. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Uh, Je Justin Stolman checking in down there. Uh, Tiffany Paris, they're come, they're in from Bridgetown, Barbados. Um, I had a 3x event myself this weekend. We did it at um, Nyman's shop. Uh, Nyman couldn't be there because he was at the uh, Sky High barbecue, so mm -hmm. he was not there. But his parents were uh, gracious enough. They opened up the shop for us and uh, allowed us to have it. That's a great venue to have an event. Um, the really cool, cool part about that is, is that we don't get bugged by anybody. It's wide open. There's tons of things to do. Um, and I mean, there's, there's, it's just, it's a really cool place to have it. Uh, you know, we don't have any inter interactions with no residential stuff and the guys can get loud on top of that. We had a guy set the new world record for oh. cyclone demo wall class. Once again, it's our buddy. Jose Ramos stepped up <laughs> and beat the old record, I believe, by 1.2 points. So he, uh, yeah, the cool. previous record was 158.4, and I think he did 159.5 at 20 hertz. At 20 hertz. Yes, Jeez. and this isn't even the extreme class. Yeah, and he that's close to a 60. That's damn close to a 60, and I think he's got a 60 in there um, because he was checking stuff afterwards, and he was disappointed with that score. Ah, so um, with that being said, we got Lord of Bass, uh, Manny's son, Moises checking in over on the other side. We got Buddy Williams, Carlos Castro. We got Andrew Martinez checking in. I saw a couple of people uh, coming from other places um, like, you know, our guest tonight is a judge <laughs> from all the way across the world on the opposite side. As a matter of fact, it is the end of winter for them out there because uh, we're in the middle of our damn summer that's just about over at 117 degrees last week Yikes. good lord um <laughs> but we are done oh before we get going um down below us we got a couple of new sponsors uh right above our guests today which will be on this side right here we got crossfire car audio we picked up them as a sponsor also down below us we also picked up puns customs out of michigan uh, if you guys are in Michigan, he does all custom stuff. He builds custom boxes, whatnot. So if you want to get a hold of him, you can get a hold of him. So that's Puns Customs. Once again, we still have our continued support from um, Stolman Transport, LLC. So if you guys need something from them, contact Stolman Transport. And then also um, for, uh, what's that called? The um, Lifestyle Wear would be lots of watts. So those are our sponsors for today's event. Also, before we get going too far, also, I want to um, send out our condolences from uh, This Week in Car Audio to uh, John Napoli's uh, family. Uh, John passed away on September 8th 
up in uh, northern um, northwestern United States, up in the Washington area, I believe, is where he lived. Um, but, you know, a great guy. Everybody that knew him loved him. Not so much a competitor, but absolutely a friend of the industry. Um, he's a big supporter of uh, – he actually was a supporter when we did, when we did Basehead Diaries and we did mm. um, – going live with lucky he was a supporter of all that stuff uh supporter out at um surf city every year so i mean uh really all-around mm. great guy um that everybody i i don't have not met a single person that didn't like him um he's also got a gofundme page if anybody wants to hit that up um it's by melissa napoli n-a-p-o-l-i um that's his wife so if you guys want to do that um, you guys hit up his uh, GoFundMe. Uh, you can also get a hold of Bobby Gately. He can help. Lucky knows about it. So, you know, if you guys wanted to be part of that or share in that, um, that would be the way to go about it. Um, but it was like uh, last week's guest, uh, Luke Valenzuela, uh -huh. um, posted uh, hashtag John Forever. So, okay. Uh, he'd be a good person to uh, uh, talk to as well. So, all those people could help you find uh, the information that we may not have. Okay, so speaking of judging, uh, Jeffrey and I getting ready to head to World Finals. Dude, two weeks away, right? Man. From flying. It's right around it's the street. quickly approaching. That's, I mean, that's right around wait. the corner, yeah. I can't wait. And um, as a matter of fact, Mr. Jose Ramos, world record holder, uh, demo wall class right there in the chat. Uh, um, chiming in. Yeah, so right down below us here is our guest, another judge. Comes all the way from Aussie land. So, um, <laughs> you know, they got ruse running around their neighborhood and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least that's what Just we envision it. Yeah, that, that's what we see on the news and stuff, right? I don't know. Is that is that how it is out there? <laughs> Yeah, they're just out, out the front door in a pinned area, but yeah, they are running around <laughs> in the front. We've got a, a park out in front of our house, and yeah, kangaroos and emus run around in it. So, yes. Uh, well, the literally, same they do run around out the front door. Yeah, well, I mean, everybody <laughs> thinks everybody in California lives on a beach, too, right? So, we all go surfing, and it's literally right outside my door. No, not even close, but that's how people believe California is. <laughs> um, so yeah. anyway, um, uh, with that being said, uh, Sam, Sam right there, Samuel, sorry, Samuel uh, McWaters right out of McWaters. Uh, out of Australia. So why don't you tell us a little bit about you, where you got your started? Just so you know, we've talked about how I started, Jeffrey started. Um, I started with Radio Shack gear, which I don't know if you guys have Radio Shacks <laughs> down there, but I started with similar. Okay, so I started out with Radio Shack gear. But anyway, so how did you get started in this? How did you develop into a judge? Yeah, we got Maynard in, or Milliards in there. We got oh, dude, cool. we got all kinds of people watching today. So nice. anyway, so let's uh, let's talk about you, Samuel. Tell us about it yourself. Uh, I started uh, just doing SPL shows before 2005. And in 2005, got into DB Drag. And uh, the reason I got into loud SPL or loud music was because I was born over 50% deaf and I needed more volume than the average. <laughs> so that sort of, um, yeah, so I built a, a car using earthquake gear back in 2005 and back before the, you know, the Magnum and the accelerometer meters, I, I tested the car on the pressure meter 215, I sorry, 212s in a sedan, a large sedan. And, uh, did a 164.3 that uh, pretty pretty much totaled the car because we just blew the car apart. Oh, okay. um, uh -huh. Stop spot welds, all that, and and you know like it uh, it would have been nice to have a video of it, but we never actually got a video of, of that run. Well, we um, we've seen it already. It was on MythBusters. Remember that, they that blew was, the whole. Yeah, that was what, <laughs> was, that, was that, that the same was, car? No. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> same idea um, though. Oh yeah. Very much the same idea. So then um, because I live in South Australia, which is the middle of Australia, all the shows were on the eastern states, you know, New South Wales, Queensland, Victoria, all that. And that was, uh, so you're talking between 1,000 and 1,500 kilometres one way for every show. So in what's, what's the, uh, so that's like, what's the rate? Like the eight, rate? 800 miles to about 1,200. 1,000 miles. Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah. 
and uh, so in the end, it was cheaper for me to become a judge and, and judge cars locally than to travel interstate and compete. So from 2013 through to probably a couple of years ago, I, I competed. Uh, now I just I just demo cars. So I've got a an extreme car which did 170.2 this year, and in demo it was the loudest in Australia for this calendar year. Okay. And so that was the picture we used for the uh, podcast, right? Yeah, that was that was when Ray and Wayne, so Ray Choi and Rain, Wayne Harris come over from uh, the US and Canada and uh, visited us 2019, I think it was. And yeah, I did a 171.9 okay. back then. I've since modified the car and it's got quieter, which is unfortunate, wow. but that's life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, Jose Ramos uh, in the chat there, uh, Mr. Um, you know, demo wall guy, Cyclone right now. He's Mr. Cyclone. He wants to know what your uh, what is the CRX or SPL cheater car in Australia? No. <laughs> SPL is a cheater car. Yeah. Oh, um, CRX. That would have to possibly be maybe the one up in queensland george herman maybe no, like so the type of vehicle like a marabella like over there panda. they got panda we have the crx what's the what's the car that just automatically by buying it you're loud got Terra's up there uh, uh, holden marina which is like the apollo we don't know what an apollo is <laughs> okay it's a holden marina it's uh uh, Holden hatchback Swiss. is it a van? Yeah, hatchback, little hatchback. hatchback. You, you little them, hatchback. Europe. Yeah. yeah, you see them in Europe. They they're a, an Apollo in Europe. Apollo. Okay. So similar to a Panda, uh, really tiny. Well, Pandas are full drive. These are two wheel drive, front wheel drive style thing. These are like real compact little hatchbacks. Yes. So they're even smaller than Pandas. Uh, yeah, the Pandas are, are physically larger vehicles than the, the little Holden Marina. <laughs> wow. I Looks didn't... like we got uh, Mitchell Mitchell Bulmer is yep. commenting uh, Corsa. Corsa, he's, yeah. he's mentioning. Corsa's another name for it. Yeah. Oh, okay, so Corsa's oh, we're okay. familiar with. Yeah, we're, we're familiar with the Corsas. Yep. We, we do actually have the Fiat Pandas in Australia. They're called the Lada Navia. And I know <laughs> about three of them around where I live. Okay. But... Um, not cheap to get your hands on. Not cheap, huh? Ah. Uh. Alright. Um Oh, okay. Uh so I I do know of a bowler, because I don't know if you've noticed, but um I, I kinda like bowling. But <laughs> um I do know of a bowler out of New South Wales. The number one bowler in the world is out of New South Wales, Orange, New what? South Wales. His name is Jason yep. Belmonte. So mm -hmm. um, he's the number one bowler in the world for about the last 10 years. So 10, wow. maybe 12 years. But anyway, that so at least Australia's got one good export. Yeah, other than uh, Crocodile <laughs> Dundee, we got, right? We've got many others. Oh, many Crocodile others. Dundee, what was his name? Uh, Mick <laughs> with the big knife. Uh, Mick Dundee. Uh, yeah, Mick Dundee. Ah, Mick Dundee. Yeah, that, that's dating <laughs> yeah. myself there. Um. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, no. So, so you were a competitor and you figured out yes. that, um, judging shows was way more advantageous to you because it would cost you a lot of money to travel all the way across your continent. So <laughs> Bulmer just mentioned the Vegemite. It's a Vegemite sandwich. That's definitely, what? uh, some old school 80s stuff right there. You used to talk about uh -oh. that, the songs. But that's a that's no oh, that's definitely an Australian thing. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> like spam, from what I understand. Ah, uh, is it like it's, processed meat? <laughs> no, it's the um, leftover scraped off the top of beer, basically. It's uh, the yeast extract from beer. Oh, is that oh, what very, it is? Very salty. Yeah, it's very salty. It's uh, it's it looks like um, boot polish. <laughs> so, <laughs> kind of like they're... what we spread on our. Like we spread on toast, we use it for cooking. So because it's very salty, you can substitute it for salt and that sort of thing. Oh, okay. So, um, gotta ask, do you drink Fosters though? No. No. Oh. <laughs> so, so only couple of people have I met from Australia, and they said, "Dude, that's a bad. That's 
nobody there in Australia drinks Fosters. It's purely oh, an American uh, hype thing. Is is that yeah. kind of how like uh, people from Mexico don't drink Coronas, kind of deal? Or so where I live in South <laughs> Australia, we have a brand called West End, and in Victoria they have Victorian Bitter. So a South Australian doesn't drink Victorian Bitter, and a Victorian doesn't drink West End. As oh. they just, it's just not the done thing. So if you're, you're an Aussie, if you drink. West End, South Aussie. Okay. West End. I got to make sure to write that down. West. <laughs> so, so it's uh, it's owned by the company 4X there in Queensland. So 4X Gold. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jose Ramos says it's Modelo time. Modelo time. That's um, it. So for you, so how many people do you typically get at one of your shows that you host? Currently about 20 competitors. Diehard competitors, but usually about 20. We get probably that many in spectators again. Okay, so Where, so you have 20 actual vehicles and then they enter DB drag, base race, top dog, all that, right? But it's about 20 vehicles? Yes. On average, we're rebuilding yeah. the the sport again. It's had a bit of a lull for a couple of years due to COVID. Well, mm. well, the Australian version of COVID was they actually locked people up and you had to stay in these huts. I saw so much of that what? on the news. Yeah. Yeah, they actually yeah, had they, armed guards at um, COVID yeah. centers. So yeah, how is so it now? It's it's not like that anymore, right? Or it's opened up now. So yeah. there was a period there where in Victoria they basically shut everybody into their own houses. Yep. Wow. Unless you're an essential worker, so you worked in medical or medical, driving yeah. buses or that sort of stuff, you would literally be asked to stay home and work from home. So there was three to five, six months or whatever in Victoria where they people worked from home. They just stayed at home. Um, mm. Where I was in South Australia, I think we had maybe two, two and a half weeks where we were basically told to stay home. But we're now open. Uh, we're getting back with our normal life, which is good. Oh, that's awesome. That's I mean, it, it's great that the normal <laughs> life oh. – <laughs> We almost saw a choking right here on oh, on camera. No. That must have been Foster's. He's probably Foster's. <laughs> he, was, he was trying some Foster's. It didn't some go down Foster's. well. Uh, coffee. It, oh, so for people that don't know, it's about eleven o'clock your time, right? A.M. A.M. Tomorrow. Um, Twenty past ten. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, so it's roughly eleven o'clock. Yeah. yeah. Um. So it's tomorrow. So he already knows our future. Exactly. He's in the future. <laughs> good weather. It's good weather. Good weather. Okay. So, and, and for people that don't know, um, Australia is on the opposite side of the Earth. So it's below the Earth Earth's equator. So when we're in summer, they're in winter. When we're in fall, they're in spring. So right now they should be yeah. in about the springtime for you guys, right? Or just going yeah. into spring. Just about. Just going in. Yeah. It's warming up, which is nice. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so is that when do you guys do the bulk of your shows and whatnot? All year months. Oh, all year round. Yeah, we don't stop for weather. Oh, you don't. So, uh, do you no. get snow in your part of the Australia or? No. Okay. Oh, uh, it's okay. only. We we get snow in only a few rare places, but there's no shows held in those places, so we can run shows all year round. Yeah, uh, Boomer says it's uh, raining in Sydney, but oh, rain that's only thirteen hundred. That's only what a thousand miles from me, so that's fine. I'm not worried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's like uh, Texas to California distance, mm. roughly, right? That's about a thousand miles from where you are to SoCal, right? Uh yeah, well, I want to say a little bit more. Is it a little bit more? Yeah, probably yeah. a little bit more. Yeah, the the United States is fairly large, and, and <laughs> um, uh, and what's kind of cool though too is I I've always wanted to go to Australia. I'm a scuba diver, um, the Great Barrier oh. Reef, obviously, and uh, when you go down to the south side of the islands, <laughs> you're you have cold water diving where you have like orcas and sharks and some of the really cool stuff that only happens um, like towards the Antarctic area. So you guys would have penguins down south of you, right? 
and stuff like that. That would be just awesome for me. I mean, that that's why I would really enjoy going to Australia one of these years. That'd be To me, that would be really awesome. So, um, so about 13, uh, about 10 miles from me, uh-huh. there is the, the bay where they shot the uh, shark scenes for um, Jaws. Oh, really? Oh, okay. I didn't even know Australians in there. In yeah, that was it? <laughs> <laughs> so it was yeah, we got we got some great white pointers up to up to twenty four odd foot. Yeah. So. Uh, so do you guys have a big old Bruce out there too? The mechanical jaws? Did they leave one after the filming or? No, they had, no, the, they they had just... the real stuff. They had the real thing. They, the real stuff. <laughs> they, they don't need the fake ones. No, they don't need the fake ones. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jody says New Zealand's better than Australia anyway. Them damn Kiwis. <laughs> but they did they did film they, they did film uh, Lord of the Rings in New Zealand. Just saying. Oh yeah. And, and the Hobbit. And the Hobbit. Well, that's the Lord of Rings trilogy stuff. Yeah, it's part <laughs> of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so. What is the big class? Like, so for us personally in California, uh, Cyclone, uh, Base Race, and Top Dog, the music classes, the guys drive their vehicles to and from the shows, that's really the big thing. When you go back east, a lot of guys have, like, the trailered vehicles that are just insanely loud, you know, up in the Midwest and whatnot, like Dan Horner and the Team Incriminator guys, you know, um, just insane guys doing 70-plus in Super Street, right? So that our Super Street No Wall guy did higher than your score, right? He did a seventy-three-two or something wow. like in in Super Street No Walls. So I mean, <laughs> um, those are obviously uh, dedicated, um, purpose-built vehicles. Um, but so what 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 class is really popular and stuff where you're at? Um. We used to have a good following in all the super street and the higher classes, but mainly these days it's all, as you say, streetable cars that can be driven in and out of the show. There's only probably half a dozen trailer queens, as we call them, or cars uh-huh. that are specifically brought in on trailer. Yep, that we call uh, those trailer queens here too. Yeah. Uh, Queensland so, DB Drag uh, checking in too. That would be Michael Crouch. Oh, is that Michael? Yep. Yeah, he's oh, in Queensland. Okay, okay. and uh, where? So where's Queensland compared to where you're at? Is that that's the one uh, that's so, about a thousand miles away? Oh no, no, no! Keep going. Bet two. He's about two miles away. Two thousand miles away. Oh, two thousand. Okay. So would he be up near yeah. Sydney and stuff like that? Keep going. He's up oh. the top. So Queensland. So South Australia is at the bottom of Australia. Right uh-huh. in the middle, bottom. Uh-huh. Queensland's up the top right-hand corner, the, the point up the top. So, oh, so it'd be yeah. on the east side of the continent. Yeah, he's Great Barrier Reef, Queensland. Okay. And then Sydney yeah. would be the uh, western, the northwestern, no, no, right? Sydney's still east. No, Sydney's still east, but just in the middle. Oh, okay. So, yeah. all right, cool. Um, So somebody mentioned kangaroo boxing. Do you have kangaroo boxing at your DB Drag events? No, but I see you guys have it over in the States, but not here, no. Yeah, we, we do have it here quite a bit. <laughs> um, so mostly streetable. Do you guys do, <clears throat> excuse me, do you guys do Top Dog and Base Race? Is that your yep. really ones? Oh, cool. Yeah, look, um, we've, we've Top Dog uh, when we go into New South Wales and run the shows. We've got competitors over there who... Their goal is to tie with every with each other and try and get it, you know, try and get each other's points. So yeah, Top Dog is quite highly contested in some of the events. It's good fun. Okay. Yeah. Well, Jeffrey, what? How many entries are you getting in? Well, you this last weekend you only had two, right? Right. But um, I've seen you get six, seven entries before, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm Mhm. And and so, how many do you get, Samuel? Usually, what's a typical Uh, entries? But the last, the last one, I think we had thirteen or fourteen entries. That's um, pretty but solid. Normally, yeah, six to six to twelve entries, I suppose, per top dog. We we try and grab as many cars as we can, and put them in, you know, and that's a variety from your super street cars right down to your your, 
yeah, pro stock cars. We, we get everything we can into it and just tell people that they've got a chance to have a bit of fun with it. Uh, Bomer says their last one was between 12 to 15 cars. So yes. I, in uh, in my location, we typically have, I would say our average is about eight or nine cars as average. Um, we only had seven this weekend at our event, but we were giving away cash. So everybody was eligible for the money except for Scott, the guy who ended up winning it. Wow. Um, really? Yeah, he ended up winning it and <laughs> didn't get any of the money. I saw that. And I, so, I saw the video. <laughs> yeah, so second place got the money. And so um, second place was Chivo. And Chivo ended up getting $178 for uh, being the top guy and top dog that was eligible for money. So um, one of the things we do here, at least I do, um, it, it, Jeffrey does something similar like, you know, he they give Rogers money away. But we take <laughs> in top dog, we take five dollars out of every entry fee for top dog. So if we have 10 guys, 50 dollars goes to the winner. So yeah. we just take five dollars and that goes to the winner out of every entry. You guys do something similar to that or? Yeah, so here with the the host we've got at the moment, which is Lifestyle Store in New South Wales, they're putting up um, uh, gift vouchers of up to two hundred and fifty dollars to oh, Top cool. Dog and, and things like that. So your people get not cash in hand, but they get monetary value towards product that sort of stuff okay. from the host. So yeah, it's it's it certainly draws people into wanting to earn it. There you go. And, and that helps drive entries into it too, right? I mean, there's something yes. to win. Um, that that was actually yeah. my intention when I started doing the $5 uh, a person, right? Yep. Um, so I did get a, see a question there from Stolman, uh, one of our sponsors. He asked, what brands are mostly carried in Australia? Like is DC uh, popular sorry. or any of those? DC is a very small following. Uh, so your mm. DDs, um, mm -hmm. DDs very much got a big following. I'm trying to think of the others. We've got. Um, How about Crossfire? I wish I could get Crossfire. I love the stuff. That's what I grew up working with. XT15Fs. Oh, hey, I, I know a guy. I know <laughs> a guy I can talk to. Yeah, but uh... I did 172.1 dB off two XT15F. Wow, that I yeah, I bought them in 2015 and I put, uh, no, 2015, 2005, and mm -hmm. I put PSI stock parts in them, and that's what got my loudest ever reading in my uh, extreme car. <laughs> you so, know, you know, Jeffrey over here might work for them or something. I, I know a guy, uh, I know a guy, but uh, yeah, I, I was looking up, uh, I was looking up your um, stats and your DB drag stats, and I saw, yep. I guess, when you had did the 171.9. You're running crossfire yep. woofers. It didn't. It didn't say which kind, but um, I did see the brand, and I was like, "Oh, let me uh, let me ask him about that uh, for the show." But uh, cool XT. Yeah, okay. XT wow, yeah. Have you built any yes. of those recently, Jeffrey? Uh, or is no. that an older XT, model? That's an older model. Um, I'm interested to see, you know, what he would be able to do with the uh, the neos, or you know, maybe even the XT4 series uh, woofers. So. <laughs> yeah, I um, I own four of those XT fifteen Fs, and uh, I was running them on uh, basically Z two LVs from DD, so they were an old amp mm. as well. So yeah. most of my equipment that I run is ten to fifteen years old, and you know, while it still works, I I use it. Whereas a lot of the competitors these days are, you know, they've got indisposable cash. I don't, so <laughs> I work with what I've got, not what I haven't got. Where's your Crossfire sixteen Ks? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I, I need a good sponsor. Anyone know of one? <laughs> so, so do you own a shop out there, or what? What? What drew you to competing? Is it is it because you have a shop and you were building stuff, or is it just something you did with your uncle, with your dad? What What drew you to starting the compete competition part? Uh, basically. As I said, you know, I lost me. I was born with half half deaf, so right. you mm -hmm. know, I enjoyed the the you know the scientific side of the things of you know, getting louder and what we could do with SPL, and it sort of just developed, you know, from that going and going to shows. So my first DB drag show was one of Australia's biggest car shows, which is the Summer Nats, which they hold at Canberra. 
early January every year. And, you know, that's just a, a mixture of uh, everything from burnouts to elite show cars. You know, it's just everything. And, you know, I went there and basically with this car, we um, hooked up the computer in 2005 up to the stereo and uh, just wound the um, earthquake uh, PHD 5000 up to full full gain. And uh, my younger brother is no longer with us. He was sitting in the passenger seat and every bomb that went off shook the entire building that was in, that we were in. Wow. Every bullet passed through you. Um, so it was a bandpass enclosure, 325 litre enclosure in the back of a uh, family sedan. So five seat sedan. Put the seats up, didn't know it was there, and yeah, this thing just—it struck a, a quite a large building, all the the ceiling and everything, and yeah, it was good fun. It certainly drew a crowd <laughs> for fun. There you go. Um, so, um, so you decided to start running shows, and I mean, because you said your nearest shows like a th for us in the United States, a thousand miles away, right? So yes. in the fifteen hundred kilometer range. Um, do you go across the pond over to uh, New Zealand or anything like that? Yes. So I go mm. over to New Zealand and uh, help certify the events over there with Jody okay. uh, Green. Uh -huh. So, you know, back in, I started that in 2018, I think it was in 2018. In 2019, I was there uh, four times. Uh -huh. um, I've also, back in 2015, also went through into um, Indonesia. And ran a show in East Java, so okay. it's uh, New Zealand's uh, a nice spot to go. I wouldn't mind going back, and I think Jody's looking at working out a time to go back and run another show with him. So, all right, cool. So what? So to jump over to New Zealand, um, it's what probably a three-hour flight for you or something. Uh, thereabouts, yeah, three to four-hour flight. Yeah. So what does that cost you out there? And, and how close uh, is that to American dollars, you know, U.S. dollars versus Aussie dollars? Uh, you, are you guys, uh, what are we, uh, $1, $1 Australian's worth about 65 cents American? So almost so, Canadian, real close to Canadian. Yeah. yeah, so for us, it's six to $800 flight return. So, okay. you know, between for you guys, that would be sort of uh, – Probably four to six hundred dollars yeah. American. Yeah, yeah, it'd be it'd be just under five hundred bucks. Yeah, so that's that's yeah. actually not too bad. That's typically what a flight costs to go across the United States, unless you're Jeffrey over there. He's a big baller, so <laughs> he no. gets he gets all kinds of hey, come spend your money because uh, Vegas freebies. loves him. So <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> if you follow Jeffrey, you'll see he's in Vegas more often than most people oh, are. Oh no. But that was just that one year. <laughs> that's just because they keep sending him stuff. Come spend your money here, please. Spend my Jeffrey. money. Jeez. Not a money. Yes. <laughs> just that's just second home, is it? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, so uh, with with you doing a judging, so it's got you, you got Queensland, you got um, Victoria, uh, which is Victoria also. Okay. Yep. And then you have uh, New Zealand, right? So Queensland, you, Victoria, and uh, New um, Zealand. And then we've got Frankie's, Frankie's in uh, New South Wales. So we've got, oh. in Australia, we've got myself and three other uh, qualified judges. So okay. you've got Grant Stepford in Victoria. You've got um, Gavin in New South Wales from Frankie's Car Audio. And then you've got uh, Queensland is, is Grant's, uh, is, um, so Michael Crouch. Okay. Uh, over in New Zealand, you've got uh, Jody Green over uh -huh. there, who's obviously watching this, and <laughs> was the one that gave me an early early phone call this morning. Get out of bed, you're going to have an interview. Okay. Get out of bed. <laughs> now, yeah. is uh, any of those uh, judges planning to uh, attend uh, World Finals in uh, Owensboro this year, Kentucky? Uh, no, unfortunately, no. Wouldn't oh. mind. Would love to, but not at the moment. That's probably about a $2,000 flight for you guys, right? Wow. Yeah, I was going to be, gonna be uh, have to find a sponsor for that one. Yeah. yeah. It would be <laughs> nice to get over It would be good to experience what the States have for World Finals, that sort of stuff. Um, we're a bit isolated out here, so, you know, the, the best we get is whatever rocks up. Um, yeah. Getting over there, you know, when we watch 
footage of your shows over there and we're seeing you know car parks just full of cars and and you know the, the passion that your competitors have it's just very very different to what we have here you know here we've everybody's sort of individuals over there it almost looks like regardless of your your creed you're all sort of out for the same thing which is you know achieve a, a record or the, the loudest reading in your class uh speak yeah something like that so uh jose ramos when he was there doing his world record run at my event i don't know if you happen to catch that live or nothing but it's on my facebook page i'm gonna um as the week progresses i'm gonna uh, post it on um youtube also but um you know there wasn't a single person there rooting against him to get the world record everybody was like hey what can i do to help you get the, do you need me to hold your car do you need me to do this what do you need me to do to help you get your world record? And that's really common, at least at my shows. I know Jeffrey's shows are very similar to that too. Mm -hmm. um, do oh, you yeah. have something, is that similar to where you guys are, where we're competitors in the lane, unless somebody's going for something special, then we are, we are a team. It doesn't matter. We are team California at that time going for that record. Uh, is that similar to yeah, what you guys got? Yeah, it's very similar in Australia. You know, I've always been one for support everybody and let your levels do the talking instead of your right. mouth. You know, if you if you can get a, a big level, just turn it up, you know, instead of doing all this badgering of people on the internet or whatever, you know, use your car to do the levels. Yeah. <coughs> so, okay, so uh, with that, then do you, um, you know, what another thing we do talk about a lot on this show <coughs> is – we create friendships that go well beyond the car audio. Um, you know, hey, we may have met in a parking lot and been doing stuff with our vehicles, but that doesn't – that's not where our friendship ends. I mean, Jeffrey works for Roger. Roger's – I mean, he may have never even met Roger if it wasn't for car audio, right? right. And now he actually works in the industry as a i don't know what he does but he works for crossfire <laughs> and he goes live and makes subwoofers so <laughs> but really yes he you're does the, so you're the one i need to talk to <laughs> um so anyway but uh so is that very similar there or ha ha what's the yeah, dynamic yeah, yeah. and the friendships that are created through car audio there oh look there's there's friends that have been created on met people over the years you know people i wouldn't normally associate with and i'm still friends with them i ring them weekly check on them see how they are you know these people are a thousand miles away but we still talk regularly communicate regularly <coughs> and that's the same you know other competitors in new south wales have friends in queensland you know for our next event in november which will be our australian titles yep. there's um you know, there's a team that spreads over two states or about, what is it, about uh, 700 miles apart from each other and it's one team, but they're 700 miles apart between the competitors. And, yeah, there's quite good friendships built across Australia. Mm -hmm. are, are they on Team uh, Send It? So for you, you don't know what a Team Send It is. So <laughs> in California, there was a Team Send It here and they were just picking up people left and right. So. We always make fun of them having a lot of members. So, <laughs> well, we had one in South Australia called Team a uh, Team Duct Tape. Okay. Duct -tape. Yep. So, you know everything was duct taped. I believe that. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, so so for you personally, um, I mean, has there ever been a show that stands out for you, either as a judge or a competitor? Um, <laughs> So have you have you ever uh, had that, uh, or is there a show that that really stands out that you can tell us about? Oh, uh, look, as a competitor, you're always going to go for that point at the uh, event that you got your highest reading at. Okay. You know, that's that's always what a competitor is going to say. So the hundred and seventy-two point one, I think it was at um, Australian Finals, the last time we had um, Ray Choi and Wayne Harris come out. You know, that, that would be the highlight if you're talking as a competitor, the, the loudest ever reading. But look, a lot of the, like, summon outs, that sort of stuff, where you, you're you not just going for a co-audio, you're, you're there to experience the full um, car show. So everything from, you know, some of the, the biggest and best burnouts in the world, where we had 
you know, farm truck coming up from the States and try his hand at <laughs> I saw that video. Doing a really? Yeah. Yeah. A burnout in a Jeff, farm truck? Jeffrey knows yeah. farm truck. They, they actually, they so they flew into into Australia right. and okay. then they and then they found a farm truck similar to theirs yep. and built it in yep. Australia to do the burnout competition. Yep. Wow. Yeah, How big, those tires are huge, right? On, yeah. on those tractors. Yeah. See, in Australia, um, going straight, which is what you see a lot of the American videos, is just a power skid. For us, when we're when we're doing burnouts, we're you know, we're going straight and then we've got a, a bigger area in the middle and and you know they want your car to tip in so in other words they want you to go flat out straight and then spin the car and you're watching the car basically doing a burnout on two wheels sort of thing and and you know we're not it's not a static burnout it is go 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 until those two tires explode and yeah it's that sort of wow. thing is is wonderful oh yeah a lot that'll of definitely make uh, make events more memorable <laughs> oh yeah Oh yeah, yeah. So you know, we've done everything. I've, I've actually driven my um, my SBL cars on open roads as part of the a show for a small town. That was good fun. You know, I didn't really trust the brakes on it. That was that was probably the one thing I was oh, a bit worried about. You know, car right in front of me, and you know, I was making sure I was staying back. So if the brakes failed, I had time to get out and around him. That's how you stop an SPL car. You jump out of the seat and get in front of it and push it with your hands. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, that was that was my old Street Max, uh, well, now the uh, SS12 car that I have still. Okay. So I got a shed full of cars. Well, speaking of cars, what what, uh, what vehicle did you use to uh, to hit that 172? It was an extreme, right? Mazda, yeah, I used the Mazda 323. So everything's within the original shell of the Mazda, four-door Mazda hatch oh so, three two three yeah okay yeah that that's just a smaller uh sedan is what that is a four-door sedan yeah. with a hatch right yeah. you said so a five-door yeah. sedan and it was yeah. extreme so what did you yeah. what kind of build did you have in there bandpass flat wall bandpass, or yeah. concrete yeah, so it's, it's, <laughs> no concrete it's all timber oh. uh 50 mil square galvanized posts out of a, an old fence. You know, it's built on the very, very cheap. The windscreen's made out of uh, the windscreen glass out of the local bank. So when the, the local <laughs> bank renovated, they uh, sold me all the 10 mil thick panels from the bank for $300. So it's wow. four layers thick, laminated with acetone. It's a, it's a cheap build. As I said, you know, I'm running the XT15Fs in it. And so that was, I ran it. As a, um, I ran it as a, a slot wall for many years, and then <laughs> built it into a bandpass. And the slot wall, I got uh, basically a 67 out of it, 167 with a 215 inch slot wall, and then went uh, bandpass and got the 172.1. And I since took the 215 x uh, 15 Fs out and put uh, two 9518 Gs in there, and uh, because yeah. I. Yeah, because I've um, reduced the the back box too much, it's now the combination's wrong, and so the volume's gone down. Mm. So I um, I shouldn't have reduced the the, the volume around the subs. Um, so yeah, how was uh, the cabin? Work. Was the cabin area pretty much uh, like the extreme vehicles uh, right now? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, so with so the center console, the center console the, tune yep. with the small tune, passenger yeah, right. compartment and all. Uh, that. I just I just built what I built and I've never tuned it. <laughs> oh, okay. So I don't know how much louder it can get. I just, you know, with a family with four kids and working long hours, you sort of you build what you get and then you make it as 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 good as you can and and yeah, you drive the thousand miles, compete and drive the thousand miles home. And well, you, that one seventy, that's nothing to be shy about. Yeah, it's it's not bad for a non-sponsored car. There's absolutely no mm. sponsorship of that car. So, you know, now I. You know, I I did the one seventy point two in I think it was uh, mid this year, mm -hmm. and you know I, I drove the car over, competed, and and uh, so the levels are not put up on DB Drag because unfortunately, being a three times judge, I'm technically not oh, allowed to compete. Yeah. Right. It's, it's a it's a little clause. I've competed every year like that, no problems. This year, it got pointed out to me that 
you know, if I was a two times judge, no problems, you can compete, but yes, three sir. times, no. So as an exhibition, the vehicle did 170.2, which is the loudest reading this year okay. so, in Australia. So is there, has any Australian ever set a world record for any particular classes that they were able to hold? Or anything like that. I mean, because like I said, Cyclone, I know you guys, um, when you build a loud musical vehicle, especially if you're driving them, you guys have an opportunity to do something like Cyclone, right? So have you guys ever had anything that set a world record and maintained it for that year or finished up a year? Uh, so myself personally, I've held three world titles. But world that title. was only because, yeah, because at the beginning of the year, I set a big level when they, when, so Wayne, for the first so many months of the year, the first six shows or whatever, he'll pick the, the loudest three or whatever out of each class at the end of the six triple point events or, or certified events. And yeah, so over the, over the years, I've held three of those titles. I haven't finished top, but there's other competitors that have done the same thing in Australia as well. Okay. Ha have they... I don't believe we've ever had Australia in a world finals. We used to do Europe. Yep. Oh, you I, mean satellites? Yeah, satellites. satellite. Was okay. Australia ever a satellite location for the world finals? No. No, we've had, over the years, we've had four world finals here in Australia, but none of them ever tied up with USA or anything like that. No. So I, I'm not speaking for Wayne. I'm not saying that. But is that something you think the Australian competitors would be interested in? Oh, look, uh, they definitely would be. Um, just if it was between Australia and New Zealand, I know there's a very healthy rivalry between uh, oh, okay. Australia and New Zealand. And they get double the number of cars that we get in Australia at their events, and yet they only got, you know, we've got what, 26 million people. They've got one and a half, and they get, you know, up to 40 cars at a show. Wow. There's a lot massive following there compared to Australia. Very different. Well, you, you'll you build it up, I'm sure. You you and the other judges in Australia. I mean, uh, when I started doing DB drags in California, there was only six, five or six cars per show. You know, yep. and um, my first two shows at the beginning of the year, not entries, but cars themselves, I had over 35 cars. Um, yeah. I did my Autorama show where I had 165 entries, which was somewhere close to 100 cars competing at a DB Drag event. So That was a busy night for you. Um, if you ever come to one of my shows or watch one of my shows, when it's busy, I get stuff done. Um, <laughs> Jeffrey can attest to that. Uh, pretty much anybody, uh, Slamology guys can attest to that. When we start working, it's work. And we are going to rush you through. We're going to get... We're going to give you your opportunity um, to do your run, but yep. when you come into the lane, you need to be ready. We're not going to wait for you. We're going to put a mic. Yeah. Go. And, I mean, you have to be yeah. that way when you're doing that many cars. You know. Yeah, you definitely do. And, and that's what we're we're working on here in Australia is, is up till now, it's always been, you know, the car can pull in, do a half a dozen runs, and, you know, you you're taking all day to do two classes, whereas, you know, I now are doing basically what you're doing, you know, pull the car in, you get them to do one run, get them out, and then make sure all the, obviously, the names are spelt right in the computer system, and then you mm -hmm. you go straight into eliminations and just, you know, you've, you've got a set period of time to get your show done. you got, yep. in our case, it's normally four classes. You've got to get them done. And, you know, the show we did uh, in the middle of the year, we finished, I think it was an hour or two later than we should have, which was, you know, almost midnight. Ooh, and then wow. the, the most recent show, you know, we were designed, we were supposed to finish at four. We finished at half past four. So that was a, a lot better outcome. So, yeah, yeah it, it's, it's it's a matter of getting them through as quick as we can. Yeah. So, so Top Dog, at my events, um, when I schedule time for Top Dog, I schedule four minutes per car so if i have 10 cars in a top dog i from through registration through being done i need to be done in 40 minutes so yep. and we're so able do, to do one it. sequence huh you only do one seat what one run down or do you one do run, run down run one back up so i do the full yep. sequence both ways but yep. when the so 
I'm not trying to say I train them, but we've had the discussion and the guys understand. They pull into the lane, their song's ready. By the time I put the meter in, I close the door, I go, are you thumbs up, thumbs up, and we're ready to go. And that's yeah, the only way, what way I do it. You know. Correct. Yeah, it look you get quite a good healthy interest from the from the spectators when you sort of get, you know, two cars that sort of finish the night with high points and they're coming in to do their final run. Right. And you'll 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 be standing on the bike going, Now I know what this competitor's gonna do. He's gonna try and tie that competitor and nick half his points. Yeah. And so you're sort of you know, <laughs> sort of encouraging to do that. And then you just watch them bag out. Because yeah. they know if they lose, they don't lose half their points. So right. you watch you watch them do the uh, what they need to to win. Right. Um, strategy. Yes. Uh, yeah. Top <laughs> dogs all about strategy. Um, for yep. me, they call me the auctioneer because I'm on there. You know, and uh, yeah, so I'm calling that, that well. out, and I really try to get the spectators involved because. Yep. Truly above everything else, all these people that are here to show off their vehicles, I mean, they're there to show off their vehicles. So if you don't give them yep. an opportunity to show off their vehicles, they're not going to have as much of fun at the event, right? Yeah, it's the same with the, the venues as well. You know, it's all about making sure that the spectators know that the venues have put their time in and all that and their money and all that. Yep. And then, of course, your competitors because, you know, a lot of the spectators don't actually realize how much work it takes to make a car loud or good musically, that sort of thing. You know, look, I, uh, I spent, I lost count how many hours working on what was my street max car, you know, single battery doing a hundred and yikes. Yeah. Well, it was 158.6 DB off of a, a single, you know, Odyssey PC 2150. Uh, with two DDZ, two LVs, and the 9518G subs, you know, in a, a 323 four-door hatch, you know, that was, you know, that was the best in Australia at the time, and it was, there was many, many, many nights, and <laughs> lucky I didn't get annoyed by the by the neighbours too much, thank goodness. So, so at the shows, yeah. uh, oh, sorry, uh, so at the shows then, um, everyone knows, okay, you're, uh, this big-time competitor, uh, you know, you put up these high numbers, now you're judging. Do you find, like, a lot of times people come up to you and say, hey, what can I do to my car to get louder like like you used to be, you know? Uh, daily. Daily. <laughs> daily. <laughs> photos. Daily. Yeah, yeah, you know, I've got, you know, I've got a couple of competitors in New South Wales, you know, Fetty Patel. Uh, I think I received in the last two days about 10 photos, you know, He's mm. rewiring batteries into his car, and then there's ah. others like Paul Ricardair. You know, I'm forever getting questions thrown at me. You know, what do you do? With, what are your thoughts on this? What are your thoughts on that? You know, can I, can I do this? Can I do that? And and you know, it's difficult to judge on the end of a phone, but you've got to give them, you know, or return them back to the the rules and say, look, well, you read that and interpret it your way, and then you know, when I come over and actually look at your car, I'll I'll tell you if it's right or wrong. But yeah, it's there's a lot of you know, a lot of uh, communication between competitors. Even even the yeah. ones that you don't get along with, you do certainly help. Yeah, uh, exactly. Well. That's that's what we need. We need a lot of people kind of like showing people the ropes. And you know, we all right. started off, you know, not knowing a lot about what we're doing, and you know, just thankful for that one person, couple people to help us out and to get us where we are now. So that's cool. And, and, yeah. Go ahead, sir. Go ahead, Samuel. So the box, look, the box technology over the years hasn't really changed. So everybody's basically copying someone else's box at some point. And mm -hmm. what what changes is just the way that they use that box or the the combination of um, the uh, ports, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And and you know, like you know, the Brazilians you do very very well in their street classes, and our loudest street cars are are, are basically built from knowledge that was gained from those guys here in Australia. So, yeah, Mitch Bulma has worked with the, who hasn't been to Brazil, but he's worked with the guys from Brazil and he's got his street car up nice and loud. So it's, there's a lot of communications between overseas and Australia to, to help improve the sport here as well. Um, so where I was going to go with that is 
if you guys are ever at a show, uh, somebody spectating or whatever, um, remember, if you're at a show, just ask. Those guys want to show off their vehicles. They want to show off their knowledge to you. They're, they're going to help you get louder. Um, then when you have a true passion for it, because if you ever have a passion for anything, I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's riding motorcycles, uh, lassoing donkeys, whatever it is, cornhole. If you have a passion for something, it shows. And when right. somebody else sees your passion, they always want to help fuel that passion. Because as yep. I mentioned more times than I can count on this show, whenever you have a true passion, enthusiasm is contagious when you love something oh, yeah. you do the enthusiasm that you exude is contagious it's just like if you know a pregnant lady right just, just her that's what they call her glow is because mm, her okay. joy and her enthusiasm for this incoming life is just so high that's her glow and you get that same glow about SPL you get that same glow I get oh, it yeah. about bowling you know, uh, cornhole, um, tai chi, freaking uh, jiu-jitsu, <laughs> right? It's whatever you are passionate about. I promise you, people see it glow from you when you when you talk to them, and when you have oh, that yeah. kind of passion, and you meet with other people that have that same kind of passion, and you put those two glowing lights together, it just flourishes and just uh, it, it's, it's, a, it's a good so show. bright. It's so oh, bright. Yeah. Um, so I, I can't even begin to encourage you guys enough to go and talk to the competitors. Don't be shy. Half of them have anxiety issues, you know, and they're yeah. shy as heck too. But oh, yeah. you start talking to them about their stereo, that shyness starts going away. Oh, so yeah. um, it doesn't matter you're in Australia, you're in Asia, you're in Europe, you're in the United States, you're in Canada. You're in Brazil. Um, you know, we got um, uh, where's Darren at? Darren is Trinidad. Uh, Trinidad. Yeah. So Trinidad's back on the map. And I hear maybe SQ Sounds might be getting something going and bringing something to oh, cool. more the um, the Caribbean area. Right. So, um, cool. you know, it doesn't matter what show you're at. Yep. Talk to the people that are there. And I promise you, they see the light glowing from you, and you put it with their light that glows, and it is just a phenomenal thing when you guys get together and you guys start talking. One could be a doctor, one could be a carpenter, but when you start talking car audio, it changes. You guys are both car audio guys. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter. And yep. I mean, you could see it. I mean, just even talking about it like that, you could see it glowing off of Samuel's face. Because he enjoys exactly. he enjoys what he does so much, and, and you know, and we're feeding into that. I mean, we Jeffrey and I enjoy it, and it, oh, yeah. we really, really hope that comes across in our podcast here that the the joy and entertainment we get out of doing it, um, and we like to share that with our with our guest. So Jeffrey, we are running up on that hour real quick, sir. Right. Uh, can you hit him with the question? If sure. So uh, Samuel, uh, what is your definition of a base head? A base head. Someone who is very much focused on achieving the outright at highest SPL or the lowest of lows at the loudest they can, say ground pounder. Just somebody who's outright into music and getting the absolute best out of it and not just the quality but to actually just feel the flex of the air and the movement around the car so mm -hmm. somebody just thrives to get loud and make us all proud all right cool yeah. all right so um yeah uh boomer says uh i have more fun helping people getting louder than myself getting louder and i will tell you <laughs> Every world champion out there, they want to help you get louder because they want you to push them. There's some champions yep. that have been champions for years because nobody yep. comes up and pushes them. And they aren't even yep. doing anything with their car. They're getting bored with the sport. But if they help you to push them to get louder, they enjoy that. So always it remember creates that. that healthy, helps, it creates healthy competition. You need it to it make does. the sport bigger. 
Yep. So uh, real quickly then, uh, Samuel, uh, tell us where uh, we can get a hold of you, where some, you know, the, the, the viewers and the listeners out right now can uh, get a hold of you and check out some of your shows, YouTube, social media, et cetera. So DB uh, Drag South Australia or DB Drag SA and uh, under my personal name, Samuel McWaters on Facebook. And the, the main uh, venue that we're using at the moment in New South Wales is Lifestyle Stores. So if they look up Lifestyle Stores in, in New South Wales, they'll see all the upcoming events and the fact that we're making them bigger and better and adding some extra stuff to it next year. So look forward to being able to announce that. Nice. Awesome. Uh, Jeffrey, what do you got coming up? Man, I'm, I'm, I'm just like tunnel vision to finals. So I'm like, Me too. you know like everyone, like these competitors, like I remember when I used to compete, I, I would be on this like finals crunch. That's how I kind of feel right now with, with, with you know, what's going on. The uh, did, you, did you see the video that Wayne put up of uh, the no. tour of the uh, uh, facility, the venue? Yeah, no, I have that not. place is huge. And I'm just like going like 100 miles an hour thinking about how is how are we going to set up here? What's going on here? And and uh, yeah, you should check it out. It's really uh, inspiring, okay. I guess, so to speak. But yeah, I'm just like focused on finals right now. Um, <laughs> so I am going to be bringing a special award for the top dog winner at World Finals. I don't oh, even cool. think I've shown, shown Jeffrey it yet. So hmm. I'm going to have a special award for the top dog finals winner. Um, so I'm putting that together. Uh, I tried nice. a couple of things and they failed on me last week. So I got to redo everything. Oh. But that's okay. Um, failure just teaches me what I did wrong and makes me better at what I do do. That's right. I said do do. Uh, I said do do. <laughs> um, but same as you, Jeffrey. Super focused on world finals. Uh, we're, what, two and a half weeks away from flying out there. Yeah. Um, looking forward to meeting the old school meetup. Huge fan of that. I can't wait to be part of that. Um, they uh, show the, uh, the uh, area where it's going to be at. Overlooking the Ohio River. Yeah, just the scenic is awesome. Okay, also some people have posted in the chat. If you're listening to this back um, on iHeart, iTunes, whatever, um, if you go to the Facebook chat, you'll see people have posted links to um, Aussie, uh, what is it here? Um, Lifestylestore.com.au. I mean, it's Australia and all kinds <laughs> of different things. So there's a couple of different things for um, – uh, to get a hold of Matt, or sorry, Matt Jones posted, great job, <laughs> Samuel, but it's a ways to get a hold of Samuel and the rest of the UK guys, or not UK, this is Australia. The same uh, thing, yeah. they're over to the pond. Oh, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, uh, just real quick, uh, is the Queen uh, have anything to do with Australia now, or no? Australia is independent yes. from the Queen, right? Mm. We we no. still follow monarchy, yes. So she's she's our was our mm. head of state now. It's the okay. king. So King Charles the third, okay. I think it is now. Okay. Uh, yeah, all our money, all our money stamps, all that sort of stuff will change given time. So we'll have a a, a, a fella on the coin instead of a lady on the coin now. Mm. So. <laughs> all right. So uh, for people that don't know, which I doubt highly, the queen passed away a couple days mm. ago. And uh, so that's Queen Elizabeth. A, yeah, Queen Elizabeth. Queen Elizabeth. Yep. So, um, you know, and and uh, from everything I've seen, read, heard, um, she was actually a very good queen for her people, and um, people were very happy with what she did. So, Seventy years yeah. she was there. Wow. Seventy years. Yep. She was in yep. her mid twenties when she took over the world. Yeah. Ninety six is. Yep. So. Yep, yep. So anyway, um, once again, thank you for tuning in, Sam. Samuel, no uh, great job. Uh, Jeffrey and I are going to be at World Finals. I'm going to be uh, live broadcasting the event from my computer just like I do my shows. Um, so if you guys want to check that out. Um, oh, yeah, we support all our Australian judges. Without them, we wouldn't have comps. That's a true fact. Exactly. doesn't yeah. matter where you are. Support your judges. I don't care if it's USAC, IASCA, DB Drag, ISBL, yep. whatever. Support your local car audio junkie because they are there to help give you a place to play. Um, oh, yeah. 
So Jeffrey and I will be doing a sports center type thing after uh, after each day to talk to competitors. We'll set up for a little while and talk to guys walking by and whatnot. So definitely tune in for that. Um, that'll be on the Sonic FX page, and I'll share it off to everything else. We'll be on YouTube and all that. Um, but anyway, once again, Samuel, thank you for being here today. Jeffrey, as always, great job, sir. <laughs> Um, remember to sponsor or support those that support us if you have a choice. Down below us, we got um, Stolman Transport LLC. We got a new sponsor, Puns Customs out of Michigan. Michigan. Yep. We got Crossfire Car Audio Worldwide. And we got lots of Watts uh, Lifestyle Apparel. So if you guys want to, uh, if you guys get an opportunity, support those that support us. We appreciate everybody that's being part of all this. Um, once again, thank you guys for being here. I got to go take some people's money bowling again tonight because <laughs> that's how I roll. I, I hate paying for bowling. I like when other people pay for oh, me. <laughs> so I'm, a, I'm kind of a tight guy with money. Anyway, uh, once again, guys, we'll see you guys next week, 5.30 p.m. California time, the only time that does matter. Uh, once again, great job, Samuel. Great job, Jeffrey. Um, we will be on here. As always, Monday, 5.30 p.m. California time, the only time that matters. Thank you for tuning in, and we will see you next week on This Week in Car Audio. We are out of here. Whoa, whoa.